everyone, and welcome to the Why God Why podcast. We have a special episode today because we have finished our first season of Why God Why. But with me, before I get too far into it, we're going to intro who's around the table. Who are we listening to? Me, it's Aaron McGinnis, a student director here at Browncroft Community Church. Glad to be um, with everyone today. Who else do we got? Who's to my left? I'm Amanda D'Angelo. I'm Alyssa Matz. And I'm Peter Engler. What I would call this is the all-star crew of podcasting. And today we're going to not only take a look back at our previous series on why do I still follow Jesus, but we're going to take a look forward at the end of the episode. So stay tuned as to what is coming up next. And Peter will fill us in on that. It's going to be great. So why don't we jump into it now? For those of you who have been listening, you know that there are many, many episodes, uh, maybe even too many for you to have listened to every single one of them, but we thankfully have the steel trap, Peter Engler himself, (laughs) and he has uh, kind of a rundown of what happened this past season. So Peter, I'm going to throw it over to you. You know, we're recording this the Monday after Thanksgiving. So before I do the rundown, I just want to talk to you listeners. I don't know if you received our Thanksgiving email, you know about this, but um, we kind of changed our format. It used to be you know, I pretty much scheduled the podcast, got some advice. Nathan would produce the podcast and we built a team. And the people that were missing from today's episode are Gage Hunt and John Amayo. I think that's it. But these three individuals here are part of our team um, for the podcast. So it started this summer. Um, and the three series that we have this year really came out of discussions with them. So you can clap loudly whether you're at the gym or at home or mowing the lawn. Well, you're probably not mowing the lawn, but anyway. So, <laughs> I just want to say thank you. Oh, thanks, it. Peter. You got it, Peter. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I have my phone because my memory is not as good as maybe some people. But <laughs> let me just run down our episode. So, first of all, before we even jump in the why do I still follow Jesus, um, we did have co-host episodes. So you oh, can yeah. hear everybody's stories. Oh, true. Um, it was really cool. But we started off the episode with Mark, or this uh, season with Mark Goodman. He was talking about forgiving the unforgivable. If you haven't listened to that episode, it's powerful. He talks about some very, very painful things he went through with his family. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Mark Goodman is actually friends with our next guest, Glenn Pearson. Glenn is connected. He went to Syracuse University. He also has a lot of pain, some family past um, in him. And then we went to Ben Denzeski. Ben attends Browncroft. He's told his story a few times about experiencing sobriety and being in recovery. That moved on to my friend, Scott Savage. I don't know if he's a cousin-in-law. He's married to my wife's cousin, so whatever that is. Yeah, a lot of numbers. and A lot of numbers, steps yeah. Steps <laughs> Yeah. So he talked about finding God with doubt and burnout. And then we had Paul and Jackie Stack, which the amazing Amanda D'Angelo with Gage Hunt um, recorded that episode. So talked about marriage, talked about counseling, mental health. We had Mercy Gabenjo, who was on. She worked with John. Uh, she talked about anxiety, but also the loss of her mother. Uh, we went to Rich Chrisman, who's from Forefront um, Podcast, who's a friend of our podcast. He talked about finding God amidst a doubt and beauty. And then we interviewed my professor who experienced an accident in the left and paralyzed Ron Hall. Um, just to kind of recap before I throw it back to all of you, there, there's like a, 
a few themes. Um, number one, doubt. Number two, like these situations that individuals like happen and they're still following Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'd say mental health, maybe even depression. Um, but yeah, there was a lot. Mm. So I'll let you take it. That was that was yeah. my fast rundown. Well, and I, I did want to say, I think for me, I'm a person who I think I've been overwhelmed with like data and analytical thinking about what is true, what is not true. So if you're someone out there who is trying to figure out, okay, what is true? What's not true? What should I pay attention to? Sometimes uh, I felt overwhelmed with the data, but what I have not felt overwhelmed with is these personal stories. Mm -hmm. And to hear someone that I can actually connect with on a personal level mm -hmm. and to to can resonate with their story, that is so meaningful to me and actually says volume. Sometimes I think um, in the Christian world, we forget how testimony, how sharing your story can uh, is actually a beautiful um, depiction of what God's actually doing in this world. As many theology books or things as you can read or Google things that you can, or despite what chat GPT says, you know, um, I think it was really refreshing to hear the stories of people who may have gone through something that you are currently going through or have gone through. So um, just wanted to say that. And as we move from that, I did, I'm going to ask Amanda and Alyssa some questions here, starting with uh, maybe a simple question, maybe not. Was there a episode, was there a person whose story you personally resonated with? Mm. Amanda, do you want to go first? Or? Yeah, okay, I you actually go. do. You go. I was really touched by actually a few of them. Mm -hmm. um, I'll say right off the bat that, um, and I'm looking at my notes too, because I just, I had to take notes with some of these. They were just such powerful, not only testimonies, but truths that I wanted to hold on to. And right now I'm going through a season of grief and Ron Halls was very powerful to me, very powerful. Um, and I found that in his suffering is far different than in grief is far different than mine but yet i still was encouraged by what he shared um he said just so simply like suffering happens to everyone i'm like that's so true and he actually didn't recommend the book of job which i was mm. so shocked by and because it's true i mean his friends give them all this advice in the book of job and he's like and then god just comes in and says this is who i am and his sovereignty in that and to back up a little i'd say i was struck by the typical christian answers weren't given mm. Mm -hmm. it was different than what i even expected as a christian for example he also said that as christians we're too noisy our services in church they're too noisy we need to be still and be silent and before god i'm like that is wonderful truth so I was I was really, really touched by Ron's story and how open he was about what he's been through, which is very tragic. Mm -hmm. wow. Before we go further, do you mind kind of sharing with people what you've been through? I think it might be yeah. helpful. Yeah, so um, my husband and I are walking through um, the grief of a miscarriage. Um, didn't, in some ways, didn't expect it at all. I mean, no one really does try to prepare myself because we've had a lot of loved ones that have been through it. Um, so when it happened, it was, it was shocking. And 
in my personal story, I actually saw my baby's heartbeat on the ultrasound. So mm-hmm. it was like we were told everything was fine. And then three days later, um, complications started to happen. Mm-hmm. And a few more days later, it was very obvious that we lost our baby. So, um, you know, you just walk through it one step at a time. And sometimes it's like lingering grief too. Like you realize like, I don't feel right right now. Um, And you don't even associate it with the grief, but it's there. So to hear these stories of people who have suffered so much um, and still been so close to God has been really encouraging to me. So I'm great. I personally am very grateful for this season of Why God Why. I just appreciate you being vulnerable and transparent. Yeah. Yeah. That took Thank a lot you of courage. For sharing. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Thank you for asking. Yeah. yeah. And how cool to hear someone's story who's walked a hard path mm. and isn't just saying, you know, suffering will grow you closer to God. Yeah. You're, mm-hmm. He's just putting you in a season to make you stronger. Go mm. read the book of Job. He suffered way worse, you know. Yeah. Um, or even it all happened for a reason. Oh, That's yeah. actually not a comforting thing to no. hear. Mm. It's hard to hear that. Mm. Um, yeah. But continue. Yeah. I'm adding to your list because those were great things. No, I mean, and that's, you know, if we don't have these conversations, that's just going to keep happening. It's yeah. those simple platitudes that mm, they just don't mm-hmm. bring the comfort you think they are. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, again, thanks for sharing. Yeah. And that. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Alyssa, what, a, what was one of these episodes, one of these stories that you personally connected with? Yeah. For me, um, and it may be because I kind of personally, not know this person, but I know his wife fairly well. Um, We were uh, small group leaders together. So I have to say Ben's episode um, was the one that stood out to me. Um, Like I said, it could be because I kind of saw um, him and Kelsey's relationship kind of come together and um, I saw them date and get married. Um, So to hear the backstory of kind of what he went through was really powerful. Um, And I also resonate with the things he was sharing about kind of being disillusioned with the world, with the current state, with politics, kind of things like that. Wait, go more into that. Disillusioned. Just like you grow up thinking the world is one way and then you become an adult and you realize that it's something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so true. that hurts sometimes. Mm-hmm. And obviously he coped with that in a, an unhealthy way. And that took him um, down some paths that he probably shouldn't have gone down. Um, and I'm not, yeah, so that that's his story, but I resonated with the feelings behind, behind what, he was feeling um Mm -hmm. in those moments and um yeah i think maybe it's just a part of being a young 20 something mid 20 something being disillusioned with the current Mm -hmm. culture and and trying to be a christian in this world and being pulled in one direction and seeing other things on the news it's just it's Mm -hmm. a very complicated i think being a young adult in Mm -hmm the modern world and even though Ben's a little bit older than me now but even back when he was my age not that long ago he's I'm not calling him old sorry Ben um, <laughs> but it's just like growing up is hard and becoming an adult is hard especially mm-hmm. when you're trying to navigate being a Christian and then trying to cope with that too so I just I really pulled that out of his story that he was trying to cope um, 
with the world around him. Um, so I just resonate with that, that, mm-hmm. that feeling of, of coping in unhealthy ways. Mm. Yeah. I mean, in student ministry, we talk about how our students today are more exposed to the, the suffering of the world more than any other generation and mm-hmm. how in a sense we weren't designed to carry that much, uh, suffering, mm-hmm. uh, within us and, um, h- how stress anxiety is, is, uh, you know, going through the roof. And one of the, one of the reasons, not all the reasons, but one is that exposure to the brokenness of the world. And what do you do with that when you're following a good God who's working all things together for your good and you're opening your phone, you're watching the news and you're just seeing suffering left and right. Um, and this perfect picture that was painted in your Sunday school classes is just not, not lining up with what you're perceiving and seeing happening in our real world. So yeah, it's just a difficult time. And what do you do with that? That's, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. very powerful. I, I think I heard two themes that we didn't really dis- discuss. Like number one, there's no simple answer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just the conversation that you three have brought up. Um, you know, we say things and, um, you know, we're recording this like the morning that, I officiated a funeral mm-hmm. and you know, there's every funeral is unique cause every person's unique. And, um, you know, you're trying to put yourselves in the shoes of someone that's in heaven of mm-hmm. what would, what would they need to hear? But there's no simple answers. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about in revelation it talks about God will wipe every tear from their eyes. The key word that we forget is will. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. right now we, we grieve, mm-hmm. you know, we question. And so number one, there's no simple answers, but then number two, like, I think you find in Christianity and the people that follow Jesus at great depth, um, you find a willingness to go there, mm-hmm. to go to the places, you know, one of my favorite things about you in the podcast, Aaron, as I feel like your phrase is, whoa, 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 go there. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're like, you know, you, yeah. you, you've already done it this episode. And I, I think that wherever you are, whether you're de-churched or you're unchurched, you might be surprised that there are far more Christians that aren't scared of your doubts and your fears than you might think. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's, That's one thing that I think connects all of the episodes in this season is the realness of them mm-hmm. even though they they were all they all had different stories they were all talking about different things they had all gone through different different things they were all so real mm-hmm. like i just walked away after i didn't listen to all of them admittedly i'm a bad host but um i just felt the realness mm-hmm. of all of them after i listened to them mm-hmm. And even with Paul and Jackie, they are one mm-hmm. of my closest friends. And as they unpack their story, I'm literally thinking to myself, how have we never talked about this? Like mm-hmm. in the sense, of, like in that depth. So even sitting them here with these pointed questions saying, okay, tell me about this time of your life. I mean, they they went there. They really did. And like you said, Peter, they're will- they're willing. And we have so much mm-hmm. to learn from each other. Um, and something I loved about what Paul and Jackie said too is they learned from Celebrate Recovery to never give advice. <laughs> That's a powerful thing to just have people in your life that listen 
and share their own story, you can learn from that, just being a really good listener and asking questions. Mm -hmm. So love that about theirs too. Very, very powerful. That was a good episode. Yeah. I enjoyed that one. Oh yeah. Well, and it kind of reminds me as you were talking, the Mark Goodman episode, um, here's an individual that was on the phone with his brother while his brother committed suicide. And like, I had to ask Mark like three times, like Mark, you make this sound like this whole forgiveness thing. You make it sound so eat like he's got a smile on his face. Like that's one to watch Mm. in video. Like he just, he emanates the grace of God. Mm. But like, I think his answer really is, like you can't live with this hurt and baggage the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, when you experience something like that, there's no easy choice, mm. but there's definitely a better choice. Mm. And I even think about Rich Christman, like to think about all the doubts and the concerns that he had and and Mercy losing her mom, like at a, a significant time. I I think the more you spend time hearing people's stories, the more you realize that there's depth that's there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that depth is where the meaning really takes root. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, I uh, was also friends with Jackie Stack in mm-hmm. college, and we listened, to, my wife and I listened to that episode. And uh, man, so many things, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what we're going through right, right? now. Mm-hmm. I mean, pointed. But um, so much of it too was like, it'd be so easy to never go there. To just live a life where in Jack, Jackie and Paul, if you haven't listened to that, you know, bringing their own baggage of a loss of a, a father and um, being one of seven kids, I think, mm-hmm. into their marriage. And then when they got to their marriage, they realized all this stuff just surfaced. And next thing you know, they're at each other's heels. Mm-hmm. They're nipping. It's like, oh, my gosh, what happened? Mm-hmm. Did we make a wrong choice in getting married? Did we rush things like all of these quick all these questions that are can be so scary? Um, it could be easy to be like, let's just not talk about it. Act like everything's fine. You go to your job. I'll go to mine. We'll pay the bills. It'd be good to have a family and then never talk about it. And actually, I even think about, I read this stat recently, how is it boomers right now or people when their kids leave the Mm -hmm. house, that's the highest divorce rate. One of the highest divorce rates Mm -hmm. right now is when the kids finally leave and now you're just with that other person. And if you haven't done the depth, if you haven't gone there, that's where relationships fail. And I'm just so thankful to hear people like Paul and Jackie, so many who are willing to go there, willing to trust God in those moments, and then know that he's going to bring them through um, on the other side where there's actually less destruction there's less of a wake of of death behind them Mm -hmm. because they were willing to trust him and go there with each other um in the beginning and whether it's forgiveness whether it's uh, grasping with the death of a parent um, whether it's working things out with your spouse who you didn't realize that you're bringing all your baggage from your your parent and the way they treated you onto them, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm, and yeah. next thing you know, your ex- your expectations for them are way higher than they should. Whatever it may be, um, when we're willing to go there, um, some meaningful, deep, beautiful things come out of it. And in these stories, leaning into their faith, into Jesus, it was the thing that brought them to a place where they can have a smile on their face when they're talking about the love that they extended or were extended when they forgive someone. So uh, that's where it really clicks for me. And I'm like, wow, there is there is such beauty there. 
um, there is such depth and it wasn't that they never went there and then faith was just kind of a badge they wore and I'll just take it off. You know, it mm. was, um, I'm going to see if this thing is <laughs> real or mm -hmm. not. Cause if it's not, then my whole world's going to collapse. Mm -hmm. And if it is, then I'm going to be pulled through. So, um, just really cool to hear all those stories. I highly recommend, um, checking out, uh, some of those, well, at least one's going to probably connect with where you may be at right now or we're at in the past or will be. Um, so I just, I just want to give one more thought. Oh, um, yeah. Something that Scott said, he was talking about pastoring, but I actually think this is a principle for life. Life is a series of ungrieved losses. Mm. Mm. Um, and in 2021 for our podcast, we did a whole series on loss. Um, we did an episode, John Amayo at that time had lost, he's one of our other co-hosts, lost his mom. Mm. Um, and Jill Tightsworth and Lee shared the story of losing a baby. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think about that because I, I think the beauty and the essence of Christianity is you can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and God's with you. Mm -hmm. um, you can experience a miscarriage and you don't have to have the trite answers. You can experience your marriage being really, really hard. You can experience the suicide of a family member or like Glenn Pearson, the abuse, those things. And I, I, I think that as we think about this series, there's probably more people in your life that resonate that don't want to give you the answers, but they want to just sit with you. Um, you know, there's things that Ron Hall can say that I can't just because he's in a wheelchair. Right. And I think that sometimes we forget that. And even as we're trying to help, whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, you know, well, things will get better. Well, you can't promise that things are going to, and even if they are going to get better, like, but learning how to sit with people and to really be with them um, and showing up, I, I think the more you uncover Christianity, the more you uncover a reality that's so powerful that doesn't neglect the pain, but also still gives hope. Mm. And that made me think it's not, I don't think people truly just want the answer to get through the valley as fast as possible and then be on the mountaintop. I think they want someone to be with them even in the valleys. Mm. And I think that's where faith uh, can really shine. We, we might not have all the answers that are going to make you climb the mountain super fast or get there without having to go through the briar bushes or things like that. Um, but we can hear stories and we can see faithfulness where you are walked with and there's someone guiding even in those valleys. And mm -hmm. I think I would rather live a life in a valley where I have someone who loves me than live a life on a mountaintop by myself. You mm. know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very oh, cool. I was listening to uh, Maverick City's Joy of the Lord yesterday, and it was the verse I talked about. There's a savior in the valley place mm -hmm. like he's walking beside me and he knows my pain like that's the joy of the lord like mm -hmm. and it's not that you have all these answers but you've got someone with you and what i was as you guys are talking i'm reminded of how everyone's story is so different and you couldn't it's not it's not a simple thing at all um and yet i just think it's god being so 
creative in a sense to meet us where we're at the ways that he does Mm -hmm. um it's not just there's no formula there's no one for one answer it's like it's different for each person which there's really a big power in that too Mm. for me and when you look at the life of jesus like when you're reading the bible and you're seeing the places where he went it's often the broken places, the places where people were hurting, the places Mm -hmm. where people were suffering, where they needed that hope. It's like the stories that we'd be telling on the podcast today, if not even worse. Mm -hmm. And that's where Jesus was. He wasn't on the mountaintops. He wasn't at the fancy parties. I mean, he did go to a wedding, but you know (laughs) what I mean? He he was with the broken, he was with the suffering, he was Mm -hmm. with the dead people, literally. so I think Jesus, the character of Jesus is just attracted to to those who need him most and mm-hmm. to those who are most broken and and most in the depths of suffering. And mm-hmm. I think that's where he meets people. And that's why these stories are so powerful because the people who are telling them were so broken and so low. And that's where Jesus met them. Not that we... Mm-hmm can't meet him without going to those places but i just i think it's in the character of jesus from the jesus that i know to just meet people in Mm. those broken dark desolate hopeless seeming places Mm. Mm -hmm. so true yeah and that's i'm reminded that's why i think it's beautiful that the answer to our problems is not a formula or a scheme the it's a person Mm -hmm. who is Mm. with you I think that's just beautiful. Wonderful. Well, that was one. I love that series. Again, go listen to some of those if you haven't. How about we take a moment and do a look forward? It's hard to transition out of such a powerful, powerful <laughs> moment, but we know that there are many more to come. Um, so I know we have a series coming up and I'm going to throw it to Peter. Give us some insight into what we can expect from Why God Why in the future. No, that's a that's a great segue. Um, pretty hard to segue this I appreciate you all being so deep. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next series is the credibility of Christianity. We did the first series based on, you know, we read some statistics that from Barna specifically, but we read some statistics. If I heard powerful stories, I might be more open. Um, this series really is kind of the heart and soul of our planning year, which, you know, there's some hangups that people have. And I wouldn't, they usually start general and then you find out them personally. So I just want to read a couple of the episodes. Um, like I said, I don't usually get on my phone, but I'm not great at remembering. So in January, we're going to kick off with um, Why Are Christians Afraid of Science? You're going to be recording that. Oh, I'm excited for that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're going to be talking to some, uh, to a doctor, uh, Mr. Pelton himself, uh, about science and faith. One of my favorite topics. Yeah, I don't even need to sell that one. You so know, my, my YouTube, Aaron, my suggested is all these physics channels. Uh, I'm I'm in the game, but not an expert. Yeah, so so, so I get to talk to one. So that would well, be great. And I think the great thing about Steve is, you know, Steve is very aware of like bio logos. Like even Francis Collins, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on. But um, but like Steve, Steve is someone that attends a church. 
that's done a ton of work on this. So I think that that's huge. We have another podcast coming up after that. Why would I believe in God? That's kind of the philosophical argument of why do we need God? I, I think a lot of people somewhat land as either atheist or agnostics or things like that. Lindley Ali, um, I randomly met him in Jacksonville, Florida, and he goes, I started, a, he's like, I have a podcast. And then I was like, I have a podcast and there, here we are. Here we are. So the next one, um, Alyssa, I'll let you talk a little bit about this one. We interviewed Alyssa's friend. Um, why do I have to pray? And honestly, does it even work? How often is the credibility of Christians question? Because, you know, we're just sending our thoughts and prayers, but I don't know, Alyssa, Give a little preview of that. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. So we already recorded that episode. It's with my friend, Brittany Dykus, and she wrote this book called Amen. It's a study on prayer. And so I figured she'd be perfect for this episode. So um, we got to chat with her about why do Christians pray? What are the different like types of prayer? Like why are people objected to prayer? What's the difference between prayer and meditation? Does prayer even work? Is that even the right question to be asking? So it was just, mm-hmm. it was a good good episode christmas is coming up and so i just it'll make sense what i'm about to say she was talking about how um we often treat god as like a spiritual santa claus with our prayers so it's it's really good um so be on the lookout for that episode and if you're into easter eggs you know wonderful wonderful into easter eggs i thought people who I thought listen this, to taylor oh, swift are into oh, easter okay. eggs i was thinking movies? very little wait 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 <laughs> okay was, so podcast listeners pod, like, podcast like, listeners oh and gosh. watchers i am An like omelets. the old guy part of this podcast no, you're not you're not like, easter eggs are in aaron just doesn't know sorry i, I was I like was, i was like a bun- we're going from santa to the easter bunny giving away <laughs> no no eggs. i'm like so anyways <laughs> i don't know Alyssa, amanda engage did a really good job of redesigning the set we've heard a lot of compliments there might be a little easter egg if you look close enough that you'll see <laughs> books of authors that have been on the podcast so just zoom in zoom in just throwing it out there amen by we Brittany Dice. so that Sorry. yeah I, also I the chickens, literal ones I, too the little <laughs> the literal ones too oh, gosh <laughs> literal Sorry. literal easter eggs okay. as well easter eggs yeah, right. let's go <laughs> <laughs> so uh moving on though um Alyssa, you were in another episode mm-hmm. we asked the question why uh why aren't we more diverse in churches we had dr mm. brian loritz he wrote the book offensive church um you know I, we we struggle with it. like you all are kind of hearing what our meetings sound like sometimes it's hard to like ask why questions we might be playing we might be playing with, um, you know, the format in the future, but you know, I, I think that there's individuals with this underlining question about, like, if the gospel's supposed to be free and opening, why can't we have conversations about diversity and racism? And I thought mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Brian Loritz did a good job. Anything you want to add about that? That was a really good episode. I. I just didn't know what I was walking into. I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll co-host. And it ended up being, like, an amazing episode. Like, I'm, what, what what things? I don't know, like a... He like was a just preview. so knowledgeable about the topic, and he just gave great answers for our questions, and I just felt, I felt like I was talking to an expert, and he gave, I don't know, just really good answers. It was just a really good conversation. Mm. You'll have to listen and find out. Yeah. yeah. I know for me, the <laughs> diversity in the church is one of the big proofs for me that God is, uh, that he is for everyone. And when I don't see it, it's one of the negative proofs or I could totally see someone being like, Hey, you talk about how it's for everyone, all nations, all tribes, every tongue. 
let me see your congregation, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I'd be interested in that one, especially, I just heard the study, I think that Christianity is moving into a middle-class, um, middle-class religion, which honestly doesn't make me feel good <laughs> in mm-hmm. a sense. So I don't know. I'd be interested to hear more on that one. Mm. Yeah, it was a good one. I'm going to give you a preview that Alyssa won't, but you need to listen to the end of the episode because Alyssa just tells a really, really powerful story. And I don't want to give it away, mm-hmm. but yeah. I just think um, I was like, we can end the podcast now. So just a really nice. powerful story. Um, then we... Um, we have Dr. Russell Moore coming up. So um, he is the editor of Christianity Today. He just wrote a book. Um, and it the question, I think a lot of our listeners, we're going into an election year. It's why does it seem Christianity was co-opted by politics? We, we define Christian nationalism. That's a term that's getting thrown out um, on both sides of the party. But we also kind of talk about where the church has gotten politics right and where it's gotten it wrong. Mm. Um, we also, uh, Gage and John are working on an art episode with their friend Sasha. Um, so that's coming up. And then um, we have a couple other, we what we like to do, um, because this is like the first year of us kind of planning, we, we used to do kind of, I wouldn't say random episodes, but we'd get people. That sounds like you didn't plan. <laughs> Peter, you would never. Well, I planned, but it was more, let's like get a great. Like one at a time. He like planned randomly. <laughs> planned randomly. Oh, I like that. But, uh, you know, I think focusing on series and kind of really dialing in, you know, this shouldn't be a secret. You know, you probably hear me once an episode say, hey, if you were 24 years old and you came to church twice, that's who we're geared towards. So if you're a Christian, we love that you listen to this episode. We hope you're sharing it with a friend because these are questions that you're probably getting. And we hope to do this podcast to help you grow in your faith, you know, and find Jesus, but also like even to have some of these conversations, like it's easier to listen to a podcast and then talk about it than it is to go back and forth. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, that sounds like a season I will want to listen to. Um, a season you'll be a part and of. And a season oh. I'll be a part of. Me, it'll be me gathering all my Easter eggs. Uh, <laughs> Giving them to Santa episodes, Claus. <laughs> talking about science. And wait, 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 wait. Because did I get the definition of Easter eggs right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, you, I just, just want to... It's like yes. a hidden, subtle message there that points to something that's coming. Right. Like, I see that rooted book up there. You never you know. You know I see that. Hey, you know, that was that was Gage. I got to give him credit where credit's due. So very nice. Yeah. Well, guys, I think we've done it. We've concluded our first recap episode of our first series. We are excited for the next one. Um, please tune in to the credibility of Christianity. One more time. Credibility of Christianity. We're going to have some amazing interviews and things like that. Um, so we hope to see you next time. I believe the first episode comes out January 3rd. Well done. Way to slide that in there, Peter. That's why we have you. All right. January 3rd. We'll see you then. We'll see you next time on the Why God Why podcast. We're keeping all of that just to let you know. Anyways, have a great day.